Push Talk. I'm James Henderson with Black Push. Just wanted to reach out to you all and, uh, on this podcast on today. And uh, we have some very exciting news uh, to announce uh, with uh, Black Push. We have a new board of directors that are going to be joining us and everything. There's a, a whole slate of things that have taken place since we uh, broadcast live or, you know, in the, over the last few weeks. Uh, one of which is the um, Ahmaud Arbery case and verdict and uh, sentencing. Um, I'm here with uh, uh, our with Mr. Sean on today and everything, and he's going to help me out with our uh, on today. So I'm just looking forward to being able to share with you all for a few moments. Um, our new board of directors, just to uh, be real quick about it. Um, we have, uh, it, it consists of a number of names, some you may or may not be familiar with. Um, Miss uh, Sandra Williams, um, uh, Apostle Fritz and Lisa Musser, uh, uh, Reverend Shannon Jones, uh, Mr. Jason Allen, uh, formerly of the Dolphins, uh, uh, Reverend Timothy McDonald, mm -hmm. and um, also will also be uh, one of the directors will be uh, Ricky Mills. So we're looking forward to uh, having them on board with us with um, Black Push and everything. And and actually, at some point, we'll be able to have them all here and doing a podcast with us, uh, either individually or collectively. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking forward to. Uh, a new year of uh, one accord conferences throughout the state of Georgia is one of the things that we'll be looking to do, particularly in central and southern Georgia, even more so as well. Uh, we got new voting issues, uh, things that are coming up since uh, we just had this, um, you know, with the new year coming in and everything, new laws have taken place. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, let's just start with the, with the Ahmaud uh, Arbery case. Ahmaud Arbery, I mean, we, 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 we watched it on Friday afternoon and um, they went to, uh, you know, the live verdict or the, uh, the sentencing. And um, I think the judge did a, a good job of kind of explaining uh, his mindset on how he delegated the actual sentencing and the severity of the, the acts that took place. Um, it was good to see somebody in his his position that actually uh, really seemed like he went through it with like a fine tooth comb. Yes. He, even though I felt like that it was an open and shut case. I mean, once you saw the facts, it, it was kind of one of those things like, I hope that we don't have a thing where like, here we go again. But um, from, from the beginning of the case, he seemed like he really was focused in, like laser focused in, on really having justice take place. Yes. You know? I, like he was able to differentiate uh, uh, against, you know, the, the facts versus the showmanship, if you will, mm -hmm. um, of everything that was taken on with the media and the clergy. Um, the showmanship of the uh, attorneys, mm -hmm. even uh, particularly the defense. Um, so, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, how do you think? You know, what are your thoughts on? 
I mean, he gave out, uh, I think it was 120 years without uh, the, the possibility of parole. Um, I mean, <laughs> when you get uh, 100 years, uh, what was it? It was a life sentencing plus 20 years. Right. That's what it was. Life sentencing plus 20 years for uh, the two men, and then it was... For the son, right? The son and the father, I believe. Yeah. And then... Well, no, the son got for the first uh, count. Right. Which was... Was it? I would say I get them all mixed up myself. Murder is murder is murder. Yes, and yes. How you decide to divide it up yeah. is, you know, whether you pulled the trigger or you were on the scene. Yeah. And Dad was on the scene, yeah. but he didn't pull the trigger. Because he said that uh, the guy that filmed it seemed to have a bit of remorse, uh, or at least uh, some type of contemplation on the acts that took place. Like, you know, he knew that it was wrong. And I think, you know, because of that and the fact that he that he said that he did give him uh, a severe sentencing because he um, actually blocked a mod off with his car. Um, but he gave him a lesser sentencing because he contemplated like this isn't right, you know, and, and had some type of some type of remorse, you know, kind of immediately when, when it took place. Um, I think. He, he took about, I think it was a minute of silence um, to kind of emphasize, um, you know, what, a, like like the, the length of time. Yes. You know, and it was only a minute, but Ahmad was running for five minutes straight, you know. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, it was a, it was a long kind of like dialogue that he had um, before actually, you know, saying what the, the, uh, the sentencing was. But at the same time, um, I think he kind of cleared up any uh, any doubts of the reasoning why he actually gave out the sentence he did. And I, I was uh, I was glad to see that take place, even though you know it's never going to bring back Amon Arbery. You know, um, once somebody's gone, it's, it's nothing you can do to bring them back. But at least it's some some sort of closure for the family um, and I think that uh, it was interesting another thing um, the, uh, the attorney for Mont Arbery was asking that if any money had been donated or gained through the rights of um, like telling a story or any type of media coverage that gained any type of uh, any type of revenue mm -hmm. by the people that that, that created, committed the crimes be given to the family of Amar Arbery, and I was like, um, you know, a lot of times you'll see these people that are almost made into heroes to a degree um, once they've committed these murders or something like that. Right. And uh, you know, I thought that it was it was a good, you know. Uh, thought uh, uh, to, to try to put that into place, even though the, the judge was saying that um, he couldn't just make an off-the-cuff uh, judgment like that. He, right. There needed to be more information given. Um, but to kind of like like plan ahead for that to possibly happen, because it, you know in the past it has, um, I think that that was good for the lawyers of Amar Arbery to put that into play. Yes. You know, uh, uh, at, you know with that being said, brings about the thought of a uh, civil lawsuit mm -hmm. against the three men. Um, 
and if that's even in consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, first, that, you know, since, you, since it was brought up, um, I believe that, and I actually thought that the sec, the gentleman with the video camera, mm-hmm. uh, who videoed, yes, he did stop and cut uh, uh, Mr. Arbery off. However, I think one of the things that uh, had he produced the video mm-hmm. on the onset, yeah, as opposed to what almost thirty days later, yeah, um, then he might have gotten a lesser sentence. Right. To be perfectly honest, he might actually be a free man, yeah. despite the fact that he cut him off. Yeah. Yeah. However, you know. That, that you know we'll never know right now the first two the son um did they get what they did they did they, what's justice served yeah um i think ultimately yes mm-hmm. we saw the wheels of justice uh turning yeah that's a little slower but then then one would expect but they had to be thorough right and i think uh when you turn over when you turn over all the uh, you know all the stones, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and you're thorough with it. It does take time mm-hmm. uh, to, to view all the facts and then determ- make a determination based on the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and these gentlemen, uh, you know, however you slice it. See, because they could have easily have just let the young man run on. Five yeah. minutes is a Go lot on. of time. Yeah. When you're, I mean, even you travel a great distance yeah. in a car for in five minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this young man was running right. for five. Right. So unless you're a marathon runner, yeah. uh, five minutes of running is, oh. you know, <laughs> extremely long time. Is a is a yeah. very long time when you're particularly when you're running for your life. Yes. Much less running, you know, just to get the exercise and you're at a steady trot and so on and so forth without some. Uh, uh, someone chasing after you in a vehicle, yeah, yeah, brandishing a weapon. Right. So these are the kind of things that uh, that I think the judge was taking into consideration mm-hmm. uh, when he did that one minute display. Yeah, yeah. That was a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and for any of us who have ever done any exercise, mm-hmm. ran track, football, sports related activities five minutes <laughs> is, is, is very very yeah, long yeah and you know so at the end of the day i think uh i believe justice was served we saw a very uh it was very unbiased mm-hmm. uh from uh, from the judge and i think that was one of the things that really uh, impressed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he set the tone at the beginning of the case mm-hmm. with that, um, where the case in Wisconsin, or was I it Minnesota? So. I think it was Wisconsin. I think, where I think where, where the judge wasn't very, yeah. he showed his bias. Right. And, um, you know, so you see a difference in the distribution mm-hmm. uh, and, and interpretation of the law between the two different people, um, of course, and their interpretation of the law. Now, give, don't granted, you have two different cases, but the one thing that you did see that 
which the uh, this judge here in Georgia displayed was unbiased. Yeah. And and you could see it, you could tell it, you could hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. Where the other one you, was that was not the case. Uh, I pray that the um, uh, uh, Arbery family is able to um, that over time, you know, that that you know that that there is some sort of reconciliation for them, that they are um, overall pleased with the results. Hmm. Um, although, like you mentioned before, they won't bring their son back. However, um, now speaking of the family. We heard their voices. Mm-hmm. They were able to speak as victims of the family. Um, and your thought—do you have any thoughts on what I mean, any of them had to say at all? I—I I, I didn't get a chance to actually see what they said. Okay. Um, I can only imagine, you know, losing one of your children that way, and then having it put up to for it to possibly not go the way it should. You know, a lot of times we we view these cases. And we're like, well, it's, it's no way that this could be not guilty, you right. know. And then when the when the verdict comes out, and you're just like, it's almost like two deaths, you know. Like when it's, it's it's insult to injury when we all see what happened, and then justice is not served, but they want us to buy into the system of like we should go to vote, we should we should uh, wait till things go to court, and, and things of that nature, you know, for for people that that uh, don't often get justice, you know, put in their direction, it's hard for people to buy into a system when you you're thinking this is rigged from the beginning. Right. Um, but the way this came out, I think it gives people um, a, a different mindset as far as like waiting for all the facts to come out and, and not just strictly jumping to the emotional side of things. Um, at least this case for one um gave us a glimmer of hope yes you know um and and belief that the system does work and and, you know things like this make it important for you to definitely to go out and vote beyond um just the the presidential election when they talk about districts and you talk about these judges a lot of times even with myself um prior to having children I really didn't care one way or another um, what voting was going on in my community, really. You know, you just kind of like, you had the mindset of like, this gets going to be what it is, you know. Um, but when you see a person, you see, and, and, the, and the stark contrast between the two cases, not that they're the same thing, but to have one judge be one way, and then you have another judge that, that that seems the other way. It seems like almost like good versus evil to a degree. Yes. You know, um, so to, to have fair justice and then a biased justice and that contrast, I think that just being able to see that so close together will help the importance of at least voting in your local election. Even if you don't vote in in the presidential election, which I wouldn't recommend, but you know what I mean? Like you, you should vote. Um, I think that having those two in contrast, it, it, it will put the picture and, and, and reemphasize why it's important for people to to go, you know, practice voting, and particularly in local elections. Yes, because you're nominating, uh, you're voting for judges. Yes, uh, you're voting for DAs. You're voting for 
the sheriffs right. uh, in your community and everything. And if you want to make a difference in your community, that's where it's going to start. Yeah. It's not going to be the presidential election um, because uh, you know, yes, the Senate, the uh, the um, legislators and representatives, yes, that they represent you as far and your congressmen. I'll represent you as far as the state level, yeah. the federal level is concerned. But locally, it is imperative that we learn who we have in our local districts, in our areas, in serving us in our counties, that when we are to uh, go out, get out and vote, that we know who we're voting for. Yeah. Uh, so we have to be paying very close attention uh, to uh, to that uh, in the up and coming elections because those are the ones that are going to impact you the most. Definitely. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, I was going to say something in regards to, I uh, lost my train of thought as far as the end of the Albury case. So we both kind of agree that justice was served. Yeah. Uh, whether you thought it was lenient or too much uh, was, uh, life sentence is life. Yeah, uh, all them extra years plus yeah. twenty. I mean, so on and so <laughs> right, forth. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it, it starts to become a mute point. Yeah. Uh, when especially when you already add that there's no possibility. Right. Um, so we, you know, we we've seen some things. We've seen some justice uh, served. Um, I believe that it serves notice on those who choose to take the law into their own hands. Yeah. Uh, I believe it serves notice on, uh, we have seen over the last, in the last year, I think, you know, where uh, you had the, the uh, George Floyd case, that even in law enforcement, even with, uh, uh, you had law enforcement, you, you have um, your local Venezuela and I want to say vigilantes, uh, vigilantes, but also um, just your common person enacting or invoking the citizen's arrest. Mm -hmm. Okay, as a kid, we always thought it was a farce. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because it borderlines, um, it borderlines vigilantes. Right. Right. Um, so these are the kind of things that. Uh, as far as laws are concerned within our state, have to be changed. Right. Um, because, I mean, unless you're going to beat me up and tie me down, right. uh, yo, you speaking and uh, talking to me about being under citizen's arrest don't mean squat. Yeah, I mean... That's, I mean, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it like that, but I mean, I can simply just walk away right. from, you know, especially if you're not carrying a firearm. Yeah. I can simply just walk away from you, jump in my car and drive off. I mean, most people, I don't think they would would take a person seriously unless they did have a firearm. And then if you rolled up to someone that wasn't breaking the law and now says you're under arrest, but you're not a cop, like... You're basically committing crime in my False imprisonment. You know, it looks it looks it's like, well, why are you trying to detain me first of all? Yeah. And now you got a gun in my face. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like I think it's just a thin line to walk to try to uh be law enforcement when you're not, you know. Yes. 
licensed to be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, police officer, officer of law. So one of the other things that happened over the last couple of weeks was the anniversary of the um, the treason mm. that took place at the Capitol. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, they call it an insurrection. Mm -hmm. I call it treason. Mm. I think it falls under the guidelines, but not nevertheless, mm -hmm. that's just my thought. Um, here we are a year later, and they're still trying to get everything figured out. So I'm really kind of trying to play, pay uh, uh, closer attention to uh, the findings, and I'm looking forward to hearing about the uh, the interviews that they have slated uh, for some of these Republicans, um, you know, that are have sided with Trump in believing what they call now the big lie, mm. uh, and in support of that, mm. uh, and then putting it all together and how this plays out. So we'll still, there's still justice to be served. Uh, some uh, over 750 arrests, mm. I believe it's been so far. Mm. So there's still a lot of people out there who went mm -hmm. that ha or that are not, you know, that have to be interviewed or found mm. altogether. And uh, it's unfortunate that you know people had to lose their lives uh, because of this. And as a visitor to D.C. on many occasions, mm -hmm. I know that any one group of people, especially uh, if it's, uh, uh, well, it doesn't matter what size group you have. Mm -hmm. You got to make arrangements. Mm -hmm. You know, the police, and you got tags, and you got to call ahead, and this and the other thing. So there was a lot of things that took place that uh, left a bunch of questions for me, mm -hmm. uh, knowing how to get into the Capitol and be able to walk around the Rotundra and just be able to walk around the grounds and go up those stairs uh, have to take place mm -hmm. for you and your group to, to go in. Mm -hmm. And if uh, the house is closed, you just don't get to go that day. Right. So for something like this to have taken place, it, I mean, call me a, a conspiracy theorist, but that's an inside job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I know, as many times as I've been to DC, you can't get, uh, well, you can only get within a block mm -hmm. without being on in your vehicle unless you have the right credentials to uh, get into uh, you know anywhere close to the property without armed police and security on the grounds of the Capitol in and around the Capitol mm. to uh, prevent you from just pulling off an insurrection. So with that being said, where were they? Uh, I mean, for... You, you know, because well, there seem to be plenty mm. on the days that I've gone to mm. D.C., in and around D.C. area and just, you know, as a tourist and whatnot. So, and knowing this and having officers go, I need you to turn around right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And go another direction. So with that being said, you know, you got, it leaves a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of questions that are going to be, 
looking forward to, to hearing answers to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, without taking too much more time on this uh, particular topic, because there's still a ways to go. Mm. Um, you, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, for me, it, it's funny because it's like, well, just the whole the whole display, I think, put the country as a whole in a bad light. Um, just because, in my mind, I didn't think that it. I didn't think it was even possible, you know. So, the sign of weakness that it showed for us as a country, as far as just security purposes alone, um, you know, when the whole world is watching, it, it, it makes us look very vulnerable as a country um, on one level. Also, um, when you have someone sitting in office that pretty much did nothing to uh, talk against it or stop it, and then you have other officials hiding under desks, and now you got people running in anarchy all over, you know, what are supposed to be sacred buildings in this country. Um, and then you have people that were murdered. You know, so it's so many levels of uh, law, laws being broke. And then when we go back to what, uh, you know, what the Constitution is or whatever laws are being broke and what are supposed to be the, uh, what's supposed to be the vertical in breaking these laws. I mean, if we just go there, then I think that um, the penalty should be very severe. Only problem is the amount of people that were there um, you know, tracking these people down, and then even the ones that they they, they caught, uh, and then you hear things like um, one of the guys being given a vegan diet while he's in prison. All right. And I'm just like, who does that? You know, <laughs> most prisoners. Hey man, you go eat this pan. You go eat this I, ham sandwich, or you not eat. I just was. I mean, I was. I was like, just kind of like amazed uh, at the level of. Hospitality, <laughs> you know, almost shown in that in that in that uh, instance, you know, for for breaking lesser laws, you get you know so many harsh treatments, yes. and then for this to happen at the one of the most sacred buildings in the history of the country, um, I thought that it was really interesting to see, and then you know, since it's like a kind of ongoing trial, I'm wondering. How far will they travel up the line to see how this was orchestrated? Um, So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things fall out and, um, you know, how long will it take? You know, like, will it be, you know, 2030 before we we actually get uh, papers released or will they they not be released at all? You know, um, those are just things that I I have question marks about. So it's kind of like one of those things you just kind of, what you see the cliffhanger. I, I agree, I agree. One of the conversations I've had recently, uh, since the anniversary, or during the, the anniversary of the uh, insurrection, um, was dealing with the fact that the, 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 the topic came up is other countries. Mm-hmm. If you try this in other countries, <laughs> They put you down mm-hmm. on the spot, mm-hmm. regardless of why you're there. Voting, 
or otherwise, whatever whatever your reason is. A storm against the capital is a storm against the government. Mm. And well, frankly, they just put you down on the spot and answer ask you know get answered you know ask questions after the fact. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with our liberties that we have here in, this, in the United States, um, these are the kind of things that. Well, like you said, the rest of the world is watching. Um, when it's particularly when the rest of the world is subject to put those uh, insurrections like that down immediately. Mm. You know, that would have lasted all of an hour. <laughs> and then they would have just sorted out the bodies. And then that would have been the end of that. These folks stormed. They tried to a, a, a coup mm. to overthrow the government, insurrection, treason, whatever label you want to put on it got quelched within the first hour or so. Mm-hmm. They called in the troops, and you know, whether it was police, not armed National Guard, military, it got taken care of and dealt with immediately. Mm-hmm. And so these are the kind of things that uh, we have to take into consideration when we look at other countries and then try to size ourselves up against these smaller countries and how they handle business and we have all these liberties in our own country, and then we don't handle business as it should be handled. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you have to go and take all these lives, but you know, at the same time, you can't point the finger, mm-hmm. you know, and then turn around and say, "Well, we're better," but then, you know, we're a better country, but then when it takes place in your country, you don't you you, you do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like you said, it's ongoing. Thing. And um, so we're going to have to, we're going to be all, you know, waiting to see what, you know, how this shakes, uh, you know, how many apples fall off the tree when you hit it with a bat mm-hmm. and and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about all the time we have here with uh, Push Talk on today.